0: Hello, welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries. I am your host for today, Dr. Lewis, and today we are um, talking about our families. We're talking about, if I had the title today, let me go back. If I had the title today, it would be called the Amber Alert. And just just um, by chance, you may say, well, I don't have any kids. So this topic may not be for you. You're absolutely wrong because it is for you and everyone that is connected to you. Okay, so the topic will be called the Amber Alert. So before I hop into the study, I want to give a disclaimer to everyone here. I need when you receive this message today, I need everyone to um, make sure you're away from any distractions. Um, Make sure you have your pen and your paper and your Bible because you're going to need to take notes on this particular topic because it's going to provoke you to do something and with doing something you're going to have to go back and revisit these notes to do what is needed for you to do okay so let me get back to the study the topic is called the amber alert so let me go back and define what the amber alert is most of you guys know when someone goes missing they'll put out an amber alert nationwide hey this child is missing Right. The goal of the Amber Alert is to instantly galvanize the community to assist in the search for and safety and recovery of a lost child. Okay. And. It's so critical. A lot of us get nervous when we see the Amber Alerts pop up on our phone, pop up on the billboards on the highways, we get nervous because we're like, oh, my God, somebody's child is missing so i want you to think about it in the spiritual realm. when we lose our connection to god we don't have an amber alert placed on us we're just out there right but we are considered lost when we step out of god's covering right so let's get back to the physical if there was an amber alert for a missing child the first thing that happens is those announcements that are covered on our phones the billboards and so on right what's next the police will come to your house they will ask you give me a description of this child what is this child into what's the height and weight um what were they wearing who was they last seen with right let me take you to the spiritual realm and how this is significant, right? Oh my gosh, this is so deep. I, oh, let me get to it. In the spirit room, when we step outside of God's covering and we are doing everything that the world does, we take on different spirits of the world, right? The enemy is so crafty because when we step outside of God's will, that de- we don't see any harm. It feels fine. It's so easy to do, right? It's like, oh, it's another side of the world I haven't seen before. I'm interested, I'm intrigued. Right? We develop demonic traits that keep us bound to that side of the world, right And those things that happen to us when we step outside of God's will, are things uh that our our families could still be connected to us in some way but they notice and they're distracted and frustrated with the things that we've done on the outside stepping outside of God's will For instance let me say um give this example if your kid was rebellious right if they were not paying you any attention They've gotten involved in drugs. They've gotten involved in promiscuity. They got involved in, you know, hanging with the wrong crowds. Those things upset the spirit of a parent, of a a loving parent, right? But in order for us to get help, who do we go to? We don't call the police for these things. We call on our heavenly father. For these things to help us out to, to solve this to fix this this need to be dealt with because our kids don't know what they're up against outside outside of God's covering when they're communing with sin and the wrong crowd they don't know and we're on high alert as a parent right we're concerned we're super we're panicking we're like no this can't be this is not for my child So when we're, if this was the physical room, we call the police, get them all those descriptors that I talked about, but we don't necessarily do that with God. A lot of times as parents, we'll contact other parents and kind of vent, you know, because we feel like that's a safe place. And sometimes that is a safe place when we vent with other parents and get other people's opinions. But we should be going to Christ as well. He should be the first person we should run to. And when we run to Christ about these different situations in our lives about our children. We should be breaking down everything one by one you know how the police would give it this the police would ask for a descriptive on a missing child we should be giving Jesus the descriptive of what's happening with our child that may be lost and you may say hey this message ain't for you you don't have any kids put yourself in that childlike position because you were once a child and you once was lost and you may still even be lost but there's deliverance there, and you can always come back home with Christ, right? So, when we identify the issues with God, I'm going to give you an example. If this was me, I would explain to God, look, my child's been rebellious. My child is hanging with the wrong crowd. My child is, um, don't want to accept Christ. I would discuss all these things with God. For me, I have to write these things down. So as you write these, I'm going to tell you guys, write them all down. Whatever your issues and concerns are, write them down. This is this is paramount in your deliverance. So it's very, very, very important. And I can't reiterate this enough. Write these things down. All of the things that you're struggling with, if it's a a rebellious kid, whatever the circumstances is, you write those things down, your issues. And I want you to think about what spirit is operating behind the issue. So you say, let's issue, well, I don't know what spirit is operating behind the issue. Well, let's deep dive. I'm going to take you there. And we'll dig deeper into this topic on a personal level with parents specifically because i want to reiterate that the enemy is out to attack our children but it starts with us as parents to be able to deal with it to deal with our issues and to fix our issues so we can be able to help our children deal with this okay so although you may not be a parent today you still was a you have been a child that has done some things that wasn't godly. And you may be walking around with those spirits still today. But with that being said, you need deliverance as well. Okay. So for example, if your um you your issues with your kid or even if you in the past was drugs, let's just say you you had a drug addiction or your child was is dealing with a drug addiction. You need to identify that spirit. That spirit it could be the spirit of pharmacia, the spirit of, of idolatry, the spirit of divination. It's all demonic. Don't be so focused on the names because I'm just trying to get you a picture of what you need to be able to identify. You need to identify that it is demonic. Remember in previous studies, I always explained that everything is about the spirit realm. Yeah, we live in a physical, but every action is derived from a spirit. Okay? So, if you if you were dealing with Drug abuse. That's a spirit. So if you had a, a drug addicted child, the first thing a parent should do would be pray. Some people may say, oh, register your kid for a rehab. Okay. You say, for instance, you signed your kid up for rehab. I want y'all to identify this. I mean, I want you guys to see this. Rehabilitation centers, they are centered around. Activities okay, this is I want you to get to talking about what the issue is, but all of them have a spiritual component to it, why because they understand that spirituality does pay a factor in the way we walk and move in our lives. Why is that because these programs and these doctors and these professors and these uh philosophical people, they already are aware that everything is revolved around the spirit. But we don't identify that enough. I want to take you to um, an abstract from NIH A- in the National Library of Medicine. This is an abstract straight from them about spirituality and those abusing drugs and alcohol. It emphasizes as people that are struggling with drug abuse or alcohol abuse, they have low levels of religious involvement and spiritual engagement. That was so profound to me because I'm like, wow, this is the National Library of Medicine where the doctors study information to or study uh, different diseases and study information about health they're able to identify that something is wrong with their spirituality in order for them to they ain't say oh this particular medicine does that 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 was one of the major points of this is why this this way because this they has um their spirituality is at low levels see that's something that you can't find in a blood test That's something you can't find in medicines, modern medicine. Everything is derived from the spirit. So if someone is dealing with those things, it's saying right here in black and white on their website. You guys can look it up yourself at the National Library of Medicine at NIH a full government. This is not nothing that I made up. This is something that was published on a government platform. That they have low spiritual engagements. So that means we need to build them up in Christ, right? Think about this. When you go to a hospital and they check you in, why do you think they say, what's your religion? Hmm, That's something to think about. Why would that be so significant in getting healing or uh, getting some type of cure for some type of sickness or illness that you have? They understand that the spirit realm plays a factor in your healing. So that means us as people, us as Christians today, we have to build up our faith in Christ. We have to build up our uh, our mental understanding of what his word says. And this his word is living. This is not nothing that is just here. Just just something to do. This is a living breathing vessel the bible and we need to get wisdom and understanding from it okay because everybody else in the world knows who christ is except for us so this is why i'm here so we can dig deeper amen so you've given christ your concerns about whatever the issues are with your child right After you've given them to them and you've uh, you have determined what the spirits are that's operating. I want you to think about your life. Have you had these same issues? Maybe they may have may not have been as extreme as what your child or your family member or whoever is going through. But. If there's a correlation that the some of the same things have taken place in your life. That means there is a there is a spiritual thing that needs to be dealt with on your bloodline. And because these people that listens and participates in this ministry is generational curse breakers. This is what needs to be broken off your bloodline. So what do we do as the body in Christ? Because when we know better, we do better. We need to go into prayer. We need to pray these things right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we need to, I'm coming against the spirit of pharmacia, all of these different things. Okay? That is what we're going to do. That's what we would do. That would be our first line of defense. We're going to take this stuff to the Father. But when you take it to the Father, you need to know what you're talking about. We will not perish because we don't know. Because God has put his word here for us to learn. And it's important and paramount that we dig deeper into his word. So that's what we're going to do. So after we done written down all of the issues, what the spirits are that's behind them, then we're going to go in prayer. Say for instance, you say, well, Letitia, I pray about this all the time. Nothing is happening. If we go to the word, the word will tell us some. Spirits are only broken through prayer and fasting. And what we have to realize as Christians is that everything happens in God's timing. But if you have that confidence in Christ. And you trust his word and you believe in his word. You know, it's going to happen. You just don't know the time and day it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. But you have to trust and believe that you have to be consistent in your prayers and it may cause consistent fasting, consistent praying. It may be that. See, as Christians, we'll get we'll pray about a specific issue in our life and we'll we'll leave it alone. We may not pray about it anymore. Which that's completely wrong. We need to be consistently praying on it. We need to be consistently meditating on his word that come against whatever spirit that is that we've identified. So, for example, okay, if we're dealing with a child that's dealing with drug abuse, I'm going to identify that that is a spirit of bondage, a spirit of a familiar spirit, okay, okay? With that spirit, the the kid could oh just be fixated on the drugs and alcohol or whatever type of addiction. So, we need to be praying against the spirit of bondage, familiar spirit. Okay? So, if we had a child or family member that liked to... Uh, they were highly engrossed in violent activity maybe robbing, killing, stealing. That's a spirit of jealousy, a spirit of revenge, anger, rage, and hatred. We have to lose something over these spirits. When we're praying against something, we have to lose something. So as you driving out the demonic spirits, you need to be putting in God's spirit. So we need to be loosening the love of God. Because the love of God on that, on a spirit of rage, anger, hatred, jealousy, the love of God counteracts all of that. So that's what we need to be loosening in our prayers. If you had a child that was dealing with childhood trauma, abuse, abortion, sexual perversion, pornography, or if they were atheists or any of those things, they said, oh, we don't believe in God. You need to lose God's spirit, God's pureness and his holiness. And you, the scriptures that can help you with that for um, for further understanding is Zechariah 12 and 10. I want you to I'm not going to read them all to you, but you can write them down. Hebrews 10 verse 29, Hebrews 12 and 14. See, we have to lose God's spirit on these different spirits. It's good to call him by name. Okay. If we're dealing with a child that had suicide attempts. That is the spirit of death. So we need to what? Loose the what? Spirit of life. Love, joy, and peace. And the Holy Ghost. See, oftentimes us as believers, we just pray, God help him. God help him. But we don't give God back his word. We got to give him back what these scriptures say. So it's good to counteract these things with scripture. So if we dealing with a kid that is, uh, had the spirit of rebellion or they just reject God, we need to loose the spirit of humility and we can use this, the scriptures, Proverbs 16 and 9, Romans 1 and 4. If we dealing with a kid with depression. And that's a big thing. We need to lose what? A comforting spirit. A spirit of joy. Go back and read John 15 and 26. Isaiah 61 and 3. Here's the thing. I'm giving you guys the, the issues and what to counteract those issues but in order for this to work we have to understand that these kids some these spirits just didn't come out of nowhere on your kid so we have to identify that somewhere on our bloodline these issues has already been there these issues has already been there and whether we want to admit it or not, we have to deal with self. How can we help anybody if we are not dealing with our own issues? Just like if you're flying on an airplane, when they give you the description of the the oxygen, they say, "Oh, if in case of emergency we lose air pressure, the oxygen mask is gonna fall out." You have to put it on yourself before you're able to help somebody else. It's the same analogy. We have to be able to help ourselves in order for us to help them. So it starts with us. And that's so important for us to recognize. Because how are we really going to be free? And the enemy is coming to plague our children and they're on attack to kill and destroy our children. Look at listen to the music that our kids listen to. It's all demonic music. So how can we expect to get God's love out of demonic activity? He has no place there. But it starts with us. And we can't be so judgmental on, on these kids about what they're into. Because somewhere on our bloodline, this has already been done. None of, this thing, none of the things that ever happened to us in life. Is brand new. There's people in your family that will deny, oh, well, we didn't do this, we didn't do. Yeah, you may have not done that, but somewhere along the bloodline, this start it started somewhere. Remember, sin is never satisfied. So it may be a simple, what you would think of as something simple, something so small, as for example masturbation it could be masturbation today and it can be full-on orgies tomorrow sin is never satisfied so it keeps growing and growing and growing until it's dealt with how in the spirit okay so say for instance if you were dealing with a spirit of the love of money fornicating prostitution excessive appetite Worldliness, just so caught up in what the world is doing. That's a spirit of whoredom. There's scriptures for that. Ezekiel 16, 15 and 28. Proverbs 5, 1 through 14. Galatians 5 and 19. In order for us to deal with that, we have to lose something, right? We have to lose the spirit of truth. We have to lose the spirit of God. We have to because there's no way we're going to win against the enemy if we do not use the gifts and power that God has given us. So when we're dealing with our children, I want us to practice grace because God has given us grace to get it together. But it starts with us. And we gotta really be transparent about us. A lot of times as parents, we don't accept that, hey, we want we wasn't doing always doing right. But you know what we'll say? Well it wasn't it ain't even about us. It's about them. And I know I'm one of the parents that would say, Don't do it don't don't do what I do. Do what I tell you to do. I was that parent. That wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. See, that meant what I should have been doing is getting myself together and analyzing myself so I can be a better example. And deal with why in the spirit this is happening, because I may have not done some of the things that, you know, these kids do. But this there's a reason why this is happening. And The enemy is trying to sift us out of our God-given purpose because God has a plan for our lives, each and every one of us, to prosper us. There's no reason for any of God's people to be living in poverty, living just at, at, at at its worst broken, lost people, we that, that should not be a thing. Understand that when we're dealing with that, because I know I have, I've lived in poverty, I've lived at my lowest, I've done all these things, but at the same time, I didn't know who I was at that time. I didn't know my power in Christ that he's given me. I didn't know that wasn't my portion that he gave me. When I was living in poverty, I thought that's how everybody lived. I was blind then. The scales have been removed from my eyes today, but it wasn't always that way. But I understand now if that was a situation that was in the present, I got to pray against that. I'm coming against that in the spirit and I'm breaking the bondages that the enemy has placed on me because that's not the portion that God has for me it's simple God is very simple I feel like we as believers make him complicated because we'll say well God allowed this to happen God allowed that to happen no sometimes we allow certain things to happen because of our ignorance or because we just don't know I had a spirit of trauma, family trauma on my bloodline where there was a point in time that every year or so a family member would die from some type of tragic injury, some type of tragic situation or something that was like newsworthy, something that had this family had so much trauma that it would be on the news. It would be that type of breaking trauma. On my bloodline for many years. I have to deal with that in the spirit. What is that? Where did that come from? Why is this just my family? God didn't give those things to me in my bloodline. I have to break that right now. I'm the generational curse breaker of my bloodline, and I come against any trauma. Any injuries that's trying to sift my family out and my family will be saved and delivered. From all those soul ties. that is my daily prayer. I will get deliverance from the things that is trying to break me in the spirit that's trying to destroy me, because what I'm going to do, I'm going to work this word. So when I when I say work the word, that means to me. I'm going to pray about this issue. I'm going to present this to God. Look, this is what I'm dealing with. This is the spirit, I believe, that's operated behind it. God, but your word says this against it and that you will supply all my needs and that you that I am more than a conqueror. And that although these things may happen, they will not harm me. And they will build me up in you. Every day. Every day until I see change. So it's one of the things that is going to take work. As a parent, as a friend, whoever had these issues, it's going to take work. It's not one of those things you could just pray to God. And this is something that I'm learning every day. I can't just pray to God and and, and there's nothing for me. I'm going to just pray about it and that's it. No, there's work. I need to work his word. And working his word is going straight to the word to read what it says and to meditate on his word day and night and to thank him for the deliverance because I can count it all joy that this will be on it. My prayer would not go unanswered. And sometimes that's going to take me standing in the word for hours. It's going to take me attending Bible study. It's going to take me attending church services. It's going to take me fasting and praying. A lot of people are so against fasting. It's ridiculous. If we understood that's one of the powerful sources to get something done in the spirit realm and manifested in the physical, more and more of us will be fasting every day. We probably will fast every day for at least a few hours. Every hour during fasting time, we should be praying. We should be thanking God. We should be in our word. Because that's when we are the most, we are the strongest. During fasting time. But a lot of us are against that. I know Christians that have been uh, profound teachers. um, People that are bishops and have all these high titles. Never fasted. How? How is that a thing? What are you doing? I don't want to waste my time. If I'm going to be all in for God, I got to be all in. It's going to take some sacrifices. Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. So why would we think we would have to sacrifice something? God sacrificed his son for us to live. So, we're just going to be here. We're not going to even give Thanksgiving. We're not going to turn down our plates for a few hours to, to to get something that we need done. Understand this. Why do people, I want y'all to think about this. Why do people uh, read the horoscopes like consistently? Why do people play the lottery? Why do people go to psychics? There's one primary reason because they believe they believe they're going to manifest something. They believe they're going to get a word. They believe that they're going to get something from those three things. Can God provide those things, those answers for them? Absolutely. Do they need these three things? No. No. But what do they do need? Belief. The Satan is so crafty that he'll have the world believing, like, yeah, just go talk to a psychic. Go talk to a witch about this. Meanwhile, you can go to the source. You can go to Christ about everything. You don't have to pay him. You don't have to beg him for nothing. You could go straight to the source. You don't need the enemy. You don't need the devil for anything. And the world have us so deceived. To believe that. Oh yeah. We could just go talk to a psychic or something. And we can get some, some type of spell. Put on somebody and they will be out of our way. That's demonic. That's not showing God's love. There's no love in that. And. You're creating an idol. You can't serve two masters. That's the bottom line. So if you want true deliverance, if you're on here, you want true deliverance from whatever issues that you're going through in your family, your children, yourself, go to Christ. It's only The only fulfillment, the true fulfillment that you'll ever get will be through him. I know I've personally gone through so many different things in my life where I felt like, wow, a lot of my friends, they haven't gone through this stuff. Why am I going through this? Why am I having all this trauma, all this, these heartbreaks and why am I going through all of this? Yeah, I went through them and those things were unfortunate. They were unfortunate. However, They were they benefited me in the long run because it built me up, built a better relationship with God, and I'm grateful for the experiences now looking back on it because they blessed me in a way that I'm stronger and I'm able to tell somebody my story and to help build them up because they're going through it too. So, if you on here right now, I want you to think about. All of the things that you're going through, whether that's through your child, yourself. I just want y'all to just think about those things and think about the only resolution to it. What would solve the problem today? And I can give you the answer to that. It's surrendering it to Christ. Let him give you the peace. Let him continue to fill you up with his wisdom and knowledge in the process. That will make coping with whatever you're going through better. When you start feeling depressed, sad about it, get in your word. And have have friends that can build you up in Christ. Have people that can pour into you. And if you don't, that's okay too. Go to Christ. Surrender that thing to him. Talk to him. He he's your friend. Sometimes I go to God like, look Lord, look I'm feeling this way. Here's the thing with this with with Christianity, we think that oh have faith, oh just pray. Oh that does not occur when you feeling bad in that moment. Yeah yeah. After you meditate on His word, you give Him praise. Yes, it will cure. You going through the motions of your, you know, your feelings. However, the enemy can creep in with depression prior to doing that. So you need, you need his word. You need him. You need people to build you up. So I hope this message today really provokes some thinking and some provoke change. Because that is exactly what we need change and it starts with us because to be real there's a a spiritual Amber Alert happening right now for God's children and we need to bring his children back home he wants his children home because the enemy is out to destroy our children and to kill them and to take them where he's going And the days are shortened every day. And he's coming back for his children. We don't want to lose our children to the world if it's something that we can do to fight against that in the spirit. Yes, our children have to want it. Yes, our children have to be in a place where they're willing to be free from all of these different things. But it starts with us. We should be praying, fasting, meditating on his word for their deliverance. There was a time, and I'm going to close out with this. There was a time in my childhood that I prayed for my parents to be free from drug abuse. And I thought that time would never come. Like every day. I remember as a child, every day I used to pray, God, freer. Please, I don't want a drug-addicted parent. I don't want that. Please, free them. And he did in his own timing. Glory to God. He did. But it felt like forever. But I didn't know. (laughs) I just knew as a child I was praying against it. (laughs) But I was consistent in my prayer. Now that I'm grown, oh, I'm consistent. I'm going to be, I'm committed to being consistent in my prayer life. I'm being committed to giving him back his word and meditating on the day and night. Before I shut my eyes, I'm practicing giving his word back to him. Lord, your word say you will supply all of my needs, you that you are you are my provider that you are my god And the that, that the birds and the, the the animals they don't worry about tomorrow because you supply that's your job to do learning to depend on him but with doing that that provoke us to that that encourages us to do something. And that doing something is getting in our word, identifying what the issues are, and breaking those demonic curses that have been placed on our bloodline so we can be free and delivered from whatever these issues that are continuously plaguing our lives. Because trust me, if it's one way today, it's only going to get worse if we don't deal with it. We should not be letting anything get worse in our life. I'm not sitting back anymore watching different issues take place in my life. And they grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And And I'm just sitting back in sadness. Crying, hurt, in pain because of what I'm continuously doing, dealing with. I'm going to fight that thing in the spirit and I encourage you to do the same thing. So I hope this word today was um, edifying for you. I hope it was thought provoking. I hope it was um, provoked change in your own life because now is is, it's now. Now is the time for us to do it. And we have to because the time is of the essence, just like the Amber Alerts. Time is of the essence. Every minute counts. And in the spirit realm, when it comes to our spirit, every minute counts. What are you going to do? So I pray that you guys got something from this message today. You guys have a blessed week and I will see you on Wednesday. In Jesus name. (music)